Hey, welcome to the Travel Wins Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Taya Rose. How are you today, Taya? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Excellent. Uh, Taya is a mindset coach, a model, an influencer, and a mom. I like that. We need to change the influencer to another M. That way you'd be the four M's. Mindset, model, mom, and... Oh, my God. Yes. I don't know how we could do that. I love that idea. But uh, very excited to talk to you today about about so many things. The mindset coach part, uh, the modeling part, and the travel that you did with that. Uh, being an influencer and what's what's like you know what is an influencer and then obviously how that all affects being a mom so it's pretty exciting to, to uh, talk to you about everything how's that sound yes thank you so much for having me excellent what what is what what is a mindset coach or you know career coach or head coach or life coach how does how does all of that work out so i'm a duly certified health and life coach and i refer to myself as a mindset coach just because I feel and my philosophy is that everything starts with thought. Everything starts with mind, no matter if you're talking about fitness and the physical aspect of health, nutrition, or, you know, achieving results in our lives, it all starts with mindset. So I call myself a mindset coach. That's just my preference. And of course, coaches can refer to themselves as whatever they see fit, but that's my choice. I like that. I mean, I, well, for one, I don't. I, I, I've heard of a lot of life coaches or business coaches, but a mindset coach kind of. I haven't heard too many of that, too much of that, and to me, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and basically, what we do is we just. Um, so our job is to really transform fear, and we're very goal oriented and result based workers. So we're not like a counselor where we're kind of diving deeper into your past, which past stuff does come up. Um, and we work to transform that, but it's much different when we're more looking into the future rather than putting all the focus and looking in the past. So, you know, and it's such a cool thing because there's such a wide range of things that I can do with people, whether that's mindset exercises or equipping them with fitness routines, um, you know, meal plans, nutrition information, um, you know, it's all mental, physical, spiritual, it's the whole package. So I just, I love what I do so much. It's just it's an amazing thing. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, as a business traveler for myself and then all the people I've interviewed, the, the mindset is difficult when you're on the road for staying in, in shape for fitness and for nutrition because it's really easy to stop at McDonald's and just get something quick or forget to work out or forget to do what you, you know, the things you might do when you're at home. So I, I, oh, completely. I think your, your mindset coaching would be really beneficial to, to business travelers. Oh, for sure. And with clients, you know, aside from, you know, the knowledge that you have to offer and the exercises and the tools that you equip your clients with, you know, a lot of people get coaches because they love having someone to hold them accountable and give them the right support. So when you know that you have somebody to check in with every week and you just got off this awesome, energizing phone call with your coach and you go into a business trip, for example, it's just going to be so much more motivating know that to knowing that you have somebody to answer to at the end of the week too. And then just having all that fresh inspiration and motivation in your mind, because also the coach's job is to reignite, you know, that passion and that drive to make positive choices. So, you know, that's another reason why people love mindset coaches so much. So. Totally, totally agree with you on all that. How, how, how is, uh, with your experience of being a model and an influencer, 
I mean, obviously you have to be pretty to be the model, but obviously there's a lot of work behind that that I don't know a lot of people understand as far as, you know, dealing with agents, photographers, and, and what's, what's included, what's not included and travel and, and wardrobe and makeup and all, I mean, it's, it's a full production. Oh yeah. And I, I really agree with you on that. I really don't think that people see um, the truth about modeling and influencing. And the truth is, is that it's just another business like any other business. And especially when you're freelance, like myself, I've never been a part of any agency. Um, and, you know, you're closing deals, you're negotiating, you're making business moves, you are your brand. So you're fine tuning your image and what kind of content you're putting out. And, you know, all of that is so important and it's, it's challenging. There's highs and lows, you know, there's, um, you know, you run into all the different aspects of running a business, just like any other business that you might encounter, obviously with some differences, but I don't think people realize that. And, you know, yes, it's a superficial industry, but there's a lot of thought and, you know, calculated decision-making that has to be done behind the scenes, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You said something very interesting, and I've, I, I, I come from the Western industry, and a lot of the cowboys that I know, they literally just consider themselves, you know, rodeo guys. And I was trying to explain to one, he's a two-time world champ, but he doesn't leverage his, his, his brand, which is his name, into more things for himself. And it, I, I think a lot of people, especially like even, even like some a lot of athletes that – you know, not NFL or NBA, but the, the lower tier kind of sports, they don't consider themselves a brand. And that's why I was trying to convince, I was trying to tell them like, you have to separate, like you, you're you, but then you have your brand, which is your name. Exactly. So uh, how did you learn exactly. all that? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I probably had a couple of nudges along the way from, you know, people, bringing that up, but I think it just came with experience realizing that, you know, from modeling came a following on social media, which is very powerful nowadays. Um, and you know, realizing that I had somewhat of an influence because of what I was doing and then realizing that that could go into different areas, you know, learning that, well, wow, I can, I can harness this, you know? Absolutely. What, uh, I don't, I'm not going to cough. No, it's okay. <laughs> How dare you be human? Coughing not allowed. Um, I'm just curious. Like, was, was there a specific moment where you went, "Man, I'm I'm an influencer," or was it other people saying? Yeah, how, how how does that come about? I think it naturally just came to me, just because I I started. Okay, so when brands start reaching out to you, okay, and people start referring to you as your brand, you kind of like a light bulb goes off and you go, Oh, wait a second, you know? And, uh, just realizing that, you know, you are a brand, even outside of modeling, you know, there's so many other opportunities that can come from really leaning into the fact that I am a brand now and negotiating with different, you know, different brands and different collaborations and sponsorships and stuff like that. It just kind of came naturally. You just start to have this realization as the offers come in and as you know, you hear people refer to you as a brand, mm-hmm. I think it just kind of dawned on me along the way. So that's kind of how it happened for me at least. Got to be kind of a surreal moment where you, I mean, like I said, I mean, a lot of the people, guys I talk to, they don't get that. 
they go, well, no, I'm not, I'm not a brand. I'm, I'm me. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. You are a brand. If, if they could separate themselves to a certain extent, you know, it's like having a, I don't know, like a, a, a separate life where you go, oh, okay, yeah. I have this and then, but and I have my social media end of it. And then I, I have the real me. I think that is so important for business, but it's also just healthy too, as far as having that separation, because I know that, you know, we can kind of define ourselves by, you know, our modeling career or, you know, whatever we may be doing that involves, you know, really putting a lot of focus on our physical appearance and, and superficial things. And so having that separation and remembering, okay, this is a business and I'm going to check out of that at the end of the day and remember that my self-worth is not reliant on, you know, how successful I am or how unsuccessful I am or what I look like, you know what I mean? And because that can be so painful when we wrap up our self-worth into that. So being able to have that separation is good for business, but also I believe for, you know, just being healthy mentally and spiritually as well. And that's something that I had to learn along my journey as well. So, yeah, I think you're right on the money with that. How much traveling did you do when, when you were deep into the modeling? So probably not as much as some of your other guests, but for the last couple of years, I've been taking one or two trips a month for the entire year. Right. But yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's interesting because you know, like like I travel 110 days a year or whatever. But for the most part, it it's matters what's in my head and and how I can convey that message out. Whereas I, I so yeah, I might have bags in my eyes because I didn't sleep good in the hotel or. You know, I got a crank in my arm, but like being a model, I mean, everything you got the money maker, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you got to be worried about water intake and drying out and moisturizer and bringing everything with you and feeling good mm-hmm. the day you're shooting. And I don't know, you know, I live in Southern California, so like in the winter time is when they're doing the. I know they're doing the model shoots for the summer ads. So I like, cause I see the, the, the girls and guys in, in their shorts and bikinis and it's 45 degrees out at the beach in the morning, but they're trying to get that morning light, mm-hmm. trying to pretend they're in the summertime. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, it's 40 degrees out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. Make that's it look so warm. Funny. Make it look warm. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is too funny. Yeah. It can be challenging. And I think that's very insightful of you to think of that because you know, it, it is challenging when, you know, your energy shows through and shoots. So if yeah. you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling sexy, I think it really does affect the shoot. Although I feel like as a model, you learn to kind of fake it if you don't really, you're not really feeling it at the time. Um, but, you know, especially just being stressed about, you know, leaving my daughter. You know, say, when being so a mom little, is enough, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's just, you know, it adds an element of stress and worry, I would say. And I'm sure any mom or parent in general listening to this could totally understand me on that. It's like, even if they're safe, they're good, you know, they're in good hands. There's, there's always a little bit of uneasiness about leaving them, you know, being so far away from them, uh, you know, traveling for work and everything can just be challenging. But then, you know, you obviously have to overpack. Like you said, you got to bring all the lotions and all the hair stuff and just make sure you're on point. And, you know, really bring the energy for that shoot. So that was challenging, especially when, so I personally, you know, was always rushing back to be with her. So there were sometimes I was just, you know, flying these ridiculously long flights or what I felt to be long and then staying there for just a day 
or like staying one night coming back and people are like, oh my gosh, that must be a little bit tiring. But to me, it was so worth it just because I got the work done that I needed to, but then I wasn't gone from my daughter as long. And um, that's kind of how I made it work too. Like with being a parent was just, you know, being willing to, you know, travel, but only be out of state for a short amount of time um, for the sake of being with my daughter more. So, and I luckily enjoy travel. So, you know, I feel like that's an advantage that I have, but some people may feel really stressed out by that if they don't enjoy traveling as much. So, you know, that's kind of a way that I tried to pull it off. Well, I think that's always the, the struggle, right? I mean, that's the, the, the balancing tipping point when I'm, when I'm on the road for nine straight days, you know, I, I had to miss certain games of my daughter's. I had to miss, you know, some parent teacher meetings. I had to, you know, there's things I had to miss and I've missed birthdays, you know, but then you make it up and you kind of really emphasize the time that you are together. So I think a lot of, oh, the, yeah. a lot of the business travelers I talk to maybe over, overemphasize the time that they do have because they know they're going to be on the road during other mm-hmm. times. Yeah. I think really being solid and remembering that we're doing this to provide a life for them and that sometimes travel is necessary you know, and um, I feel like there's that inevitable guilt at some point or another. But one thing that really kept me going was just remembering, okay, you know what? I'm doing this for her greater good. And, you know, I'm a single mom and I want to give her the life that she deserves. And, you know, I just had to kind of remind myself of that so that I would feel better about it. But I honestly was faced with some really tough decisions at times. Um, I've turned down some major stuff because of how long I would have had to be away from her, which was, you know, my mom anxiety far outweighed (laughs) the benefits of going to take this job. And, you know, there were times I, I sucked it up and I made it happen. But there's been other times, like I was offered to be on this really big TV show, uh, love Island. And, um, they said that I would have to be gone from her for about three months. They wouldn't make an exception for my nanny to come with and stay with us on an offsite location. Um, I just point blank wouldn't see her for three months. So, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, nope, I'm going to pass. You know what I mean? But the only reason that was hard for me was because of the potential opportunity that could come from doing that TV show, if that makes sense. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And there's been other stuff, you know, just, it can be hard deciding, but, you know, you just got to do what's best for you, I guess. Well, and everyone's got their own, own own situation. You know, you being a single mom might be different than, than you know, a, a couple having a child and one being able to, to be on the road more with, you know, knowing that the other one's home. So, I mean, every, every, every situation is different. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, I am so for the moms who are able to, or dads, or able to, you know, suck it up and, and take those longer trips. I'm by no means saying that it's, you know, wrong to to time away. You know, I I feel like just where I was at mentally, I wasn't able to handle it. But um, one could argue that it would definitely be for her greatest good to take bigger opportunities um, and just suck it up for that that time being. Um, but yeah, I fully support if somebody is able to take that time and and do what they got to do too, you know? Well, I, you know, I, I, for me, I, 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 this is just my opinion is 
the three months you spent with your daughter is more important than than what you might have gotten out of a TV show that may or may not have even been on the air. Yeah. I don't She she learned more in those three months being with you than, I don't know. So to me, the family thing is really important. So. Yeah, definitely. And I knew that, you know, it is because of my perspective too, as a single mom, if, you know, I'm all she really has. And I knew that she had never been gone from me for, that long and if that the age she was at so like if she were 12 you know or like 15 or yeah. something like that but she was um oh, if she was 15 she was she'd, she'd be asking you to leave for three months <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly but i forgot exactly how old she was at the time when this happened i can't but she was just too still such a like young age and um you know when we have such a tight bond and you know i'm all she really has that's a different story versus like you said if somebody has that you know, other parents to keep them calm and, and feeling yeah. secure. But that's, that's a totally different story. You know what I mean? So I agree with that. Well, I agree with that, that you agree. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how was the, how difficult was it? I mean, I hate to even say this. You're, you're in your twenties. So staying in shape's mm-hmm. a little easier. At least it was for me in my twenties, you know, but, but when you were out traveling for, whether it's influencing, um, modeling, any of the work you did, how, how much thought did you put into, you know, fitness and staying in shape? Because you're also a vegan, right? Or at least a clean eater. I am. So yeah. How, di- um, how difficult is that? You know, when you're you traveling. Know, I, I would, yeah, it, it's definitely more challenging just because you're crunched for time. Um, and you know you're on the go and sometimes there's not the healthiest options available but you know when you have a solid driver like knowing that I need to look good for shoes you know really helps keep me on track but also I've you know just because I have been on the you know journey of becoming a mindset coach for such a long time that I had already learned so much about having a healthy relationship with my body and food that at that point you know, it wasn't as hard to make good decisions. And um, honestly, there were times where I had to wait a little bit longer to eat. It's because I'm like, there's no healthy options right now. I'm going to have to ride this hunger out and wait. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I do. It's, it's yeah. a, 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 almost a forced intermittent fasting because you're like, nope, I, can't, I just can't eat that stuff. Yeah, just because I feel like the guilt that, like, if you come back from a trip and you know that you completely derailed yourself, you feel sluggish because you've been eating all this garbage, and you're like, wow, you know, I really set myself back. I just don't feel like that's worth the, the mental setback, really, and like the guilt or, you know, the side effects of junk food, like brain fog, fatigue, whatever it may be that you experience. It's just not worth it. So I, I really would bend over backwards to make sure that I ate you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, made healthy choices. And I wasn't always vegan. I was actually just starting this year. I was vegetarian, so it was a little bit easier for me. Yeah. I, being vegan and traveling is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. I still have to eat cheese and stuff and eggs sometimes. I'm like, there's nothing for me here. And I'm starving. I'm getting a yogurt or like something with cheese in it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can do right now. So I will say it's much more challenging being a vegan. I have a friend. He was on my he was on my show, but I've known him for I don't know ten years, eight years, and yeah, uh, he's a musician and he's a vegan, 
And he's a he's been a strict vegan for like twenty five years and traveling. That's amazing. And uh, he considers himself a Chigan right now because the um, <laughs> the epilepsy medicine that he has to take has cellulose. The pill that he takes has cellulose in it to make the actual pill oh. casing. And so he considers himself a Chigan because he, because of this pill that he has to take to not have a seizure, but. Uh, oh, so when it, but he, but he is a, and he's he's on the show. He said that you know it's obviously twenty years ago it was much more difficult than it is now, just because mm-hmm. there were no options. Like you'd go into a restaurant and they'd be like, "You're a what?" You know. Mm-hmm. Now, now at least, especially in, in I would say more of the metropolitan areas, you know, Los Angeles, Seattle, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, Houston. They've, you know, there there are actual vegan options on menus now, whereas twenty years ago there weren't. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah, it's it's great to see, especially in Seattle. I feel like Seattle is very granola, for lack of better words, <laughs> and I love it. I'm, I'm so granola, <laughs> but I think Seattle's kind of known for that. But the beautiful thing is, like, you know, you go to restaurants and there's just so much vegan and vegetarian options, and then we have. I don't know if you guys see where you live, but we have like full vegan restaurants. Oh yeah, I'm you in can Los order Angeles, anything yeah. off the menu. Yeah, it's so great. I just I love that. I think it's a, a great thing. I personally believe that vegan is is the future. It's so good for the environment. Not to get on this subject because I know that um, this topic can kind of divide the audience a little bit, just because people are very opinionated on being vegan and vegetarian. But I think it's a wonderful thing. That's just my opinion. My take on it is if somebody eats uh, a non-meat-based meal once a day, better is better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't get into, like like Kevin, my friend, the vegan, he's he's pretty hardcore. I mean, he's, you know, 20 plus mm-hmm. years of doing it. Um, and But he doesn't, he never pushed it on me. You know, so he would say, mm-hmm. he'd say, hey, if I'm going to come, you know, if we're going to hang out, can we go to a place that, has vegan options. Can I pick the place and I'll buy your meal? And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So he's done things like that where he, so he doesn't shove it down our throats. But then, like, there's just so many documentaries now. And that's how I started eating better was uh, the documentaries. And you start seeing mm-hmm. how it affects the environment. And and you start seeing why you're drinking so much and consuming so much milk. And it's not because it's healthy for you. It's because it's all about money. And you go, oh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Nailed it. Yep. And the cool thing, too, is that, you know, I think people have this all or nothing mentality about being vegan or vegetarian. And really, it's just it's so simple. You know, you could do like with my clients, I've done meatless Mondays. So, um, yeah, like you can do meatless Mondays. If the entire U.S. did not eat meat or cheese for just one day a week, it would be the equivalent of not driving 91 billion miles or taking 7.6 million cars off the road. So it's like. You know, that one day is so impactful. And it's like, we don't have to think we have to go from being the biggest carnivore to, you know, being full-fledged vegan for the rest of our lives. I mean, even just cutting on me one day a week is so powerful in helping the planet and our bodies. So I try to get people to see that as well. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know? Well, that's where I go back to better is better. So if, if I ate, you know, 20 meals in a month that had meat, and now I only eat ten. Well, I'm better. I'm not perfect, but I'm yeah. better. Better is better. And 
it's interesting. Like one one of the things I've always said, I had a, a young guy that works. For, he works. He does what I do, but he's twenty six, same age as my daughter, which is bizarre. But um, he was asking me about why I started eating better, and I, I started talking about it. And his dad had a uh, um, a heart issue about six months later, and the doctor told his dad, which to, ended up telling him the exact same thing I was talking about. And I go, you know, when you have heart issues, they don't go, hey, eat more meat. It'll clear you up. Like they, they tell, mm-hmm. they told him to go fruits, vegetables, maybe if, if any, one meal a day with meat in it, the rest, no meat, you know, more vegetables, more fruits. And, mm-hmm. and so if a doctor is telling you that to get, you know, to, to get you over the hump of your heart issues, then why wouldn't you just do that on a regular basis now? Before you get mm, the, before you exactly. get that, the heart issues, so. But I I don't shut exactly. it down. So you do what you want to do, and I'll do what I want to do. And, but yeah, it's it's kind of like, oh, like I'm so for that. Yeah, it's like you're you know you being an influencer, right? I mean, you get to influence how you want to influence your 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 followers, your crowd, and if that's mm-hmm. maybe eating better and giving them a little different option of of how to eat cleaner or exercise or, then then that's a good influence. Oh. Yeah. And I think that's so important, you know, like, um, you could compare my following with followings that are much larger than mine. And, you know, in the greater scheme of things, mine isn't like just gigantic or anything, but you know what? Like I will take whatever platform I have to have a positive impact. So I, you know, include little nuggets of, you know, mindset help or nutrition information, or, you know, I'll gently offer some ideas about going vegan or vegetarian but i'm definitely like you or like that guy you were talking about who you know he's not pushy about it i definitely keep quiet about it just because you know if people don't want to receive the information they're not necessarily going to receive it if you try to shove it down their throat right and um you know i feel in fact if you try to force it on people their wall will go up even more so if people come to me and they say hey you're vegan you're vegetarian tell me more why are you vegan why are you vegetarian they're asking me questions I will elaborate. But other than that, I'm totally the same way where like, I will just quietly, you know, at a gathering, like grab my vegan food and go sit down and eat. And I'm not going to be barking at people. Hey, you know, that steak eating is so bad for your health. <laughs> That's so not me. Um, and on my social media, you know, of course I want to use whatever platform I have as we all should, you know, to positively influence people. So I will include like small little, you know, bits of information in there that, I feel are important. So well, definitely, definitely incorporate that back into your, your uh, mindset coaching as well. Yeah, exactly. And I've gotten so many clients from there, you know, so from my modeling Instagram shocking, right? I mean, I never really, you know, knew how that would pan out because, you know, for so many years it's being known as just a model and then kind of poking my head out and going, Hey, like I have stuff to say. I'm a mindset coach, <laughs> you know, and having <laughs> and having people be so receptive and reach out to me for help. And um, I feel like my my example of my life and who I am, being a model and a mindset coach, is such a powerful example that you can have both of those things and be taken seriously, right? So, um, and also show like, hey, you know this is what a lot of the time when I get together with other models, we're having just really in-depth, amazing discussions about health and life and, and 
spirituality and just, you know, there's so much depth in these people. And I think that, you know, people look at models and they automatically assume that there's nothing in there. (laughs) Um, So I think being able to um, prove that wrong in a sense and show that that's not the case is, has been very liberating for me. Yeah. It's gotta be awesome. Yeah. I mean, and you're putting positive vibes out in the world. I think that's always, you know, that's the least Thank we can you. do. So that's awesome. What when you're of when course, you're, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, when you're tra- okay. when you're traveling, what do you? How do you fill up your time? Whether it's you know going for air, air, airports or driving, do you, are you listening to music? Are you listening to, to? Are you doing audiobooks? Are you doing podcasts? Are you doing nothing? How do you kind of oh all of that yeah oh I'm I'm always reading um you know whether it's a physical book in front of me or audio book or um you know the iBook app or whatever it's called um I'm always reading I feel like travel is my time to really get some reading done because I'm forced to be you know sitting on an airplane and you know, waiting in the airport. And I think that's such an awesome time to use as like a quiet place to learn. And um, whether you want to become reflective or you want to learn new information, I think it's such a great time to study. Um, and so I definitely do that a lot. And uh, yeah, so I'm using that time to be very productive. Um, I get through books really fast when I'm traveling. So <laughs> I love it. Well, that's a good way to fill up your time though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I've always had this strange thing. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Keep going. Tear it up. Oh, I was just going to say that I have this strange problem where no matter how late it is, no matter how tired I am, I cannot sleep on airplanes. So uh-huh. I have all this time to read, study, think, write, you know, the whole nine yards. Why, why, why do you think, are you afraid of what could happen or are you just, what, what do you think keeps you from sleeping? I'm just like a princess when it comes to sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to have everything so perfect. It's just awful. Like you would just laugh at me if you heard all of the criteria that has to be met for me to be able to fall asleep. It's so funny. Um, so that's basically, that's why. <laughs> okay. You know, because my, my, my youngest daughter cannot sleep on flights, and I, I, I have a hard time doing it. Whereas my older daughter, she, as soon as she sits down, she could literally close her eyes and be asleep till she gets up and, until we land. Oh, I envy those people. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I wanted to get a nap. I'm like, you slept for four hours. She goes, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> like, oh, I hate you. I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> right? Oh, I feel it. Because she, the older one, she sleeps. She's she's that way in, in the car. You know, if we were going for on a camping trip, it'd be a you know five hour drive. She'd get in the car, fall asleep, and wake up when we got there. Like, how do you do that? Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so nice to fall asleep on your flight and the next thing you know you wake up and it's like you've arrived. I just I would love that honestly. <laughs> awesome. Just I'm the same way though. But for me, like unless I take a night flight, I, I want to look out the window. I want to see what I'm. Even if I'm going over the ocean to Hawaii, I want to look at, you know, I don't know. I just like looking outside. I do too. That's really cool. I feel like I'll never get tired of it. 
just because um, I didn't grow up traveling. So I'm always so grateful, even though I've taken more trips than I could possibly count at this point in my life. I still get, I'm like a little kid when the airplane takes off. I'm the same way. And I get really excited. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't take a plane right flight until I was eighteen, and we didn't. Oh, really? We didn't really uh, do a lot of travel because uh, I played sports. I played football and I wrestled, and my sister did gymnastics at a pretty high level. So every weekend when we were kids was, you know, both my parents had to work, so we didn't travel a lot and we didn't go on any flights. So now, and it's just, so I think that's why I really appreciate the traveling that I do now and hence why I started a travel podcast because it, it I love that. Yeah. And I think that's such a, it's such a great podcast to have because so many people, you know, it's a different kind of lifestyle and I think yeah. it makes people feel related to when they can hop on your podcast and hear everybody else's struggles and, you know, the highs and lows of traveling, you know, and um, it's just a great thing that you're doing that. Well, yeah, you go back two episodes ago, and I, I talked to Danielle Lewis, who's a, a, a commercial airline pilot. And she, mm-hmm. I said, well, what's the one thing you like about your job? And she, she was in the military uh, as a pilot. And uh, her quote that I used was, I go, well, what do you, what do you like, enjoy about being a commercial airline pilot? She goes, no one's shooting at me. I'm like, oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess my job wasn't too bad. It's all, you know, it's all a matter of perspective, <laughs> I guess. She goes, so yeah, being a commercial airline pilot's boring. And she goes, I like it because I'm not getting shot at. I'm like, okay. And she was That's dead insane. serious. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, That's okay. a wild perspective. Not getting shot at. And that makes you grateful. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want to eat up too much more of your time, but what's the best way for my listeners to follow you, see what you got going on, that type of thing? Um, so you can go to my Instagram, which is X Rose. My name is spelled uh, T-A-Y-A and then Rose, like a flower. And I have my mindset coaching website, which is com, And then my email is tayarosemail at gmail.com. Or should I include my email? Sorry. I'm not sure. <laughs> what should I include for my contact? Well, whatever you want. <laughs> okay. What do people usually do? Just their website and yeah, social media, Instagram. Yeah, wh- okay. whether it's Twitter or YouTube or or LinkedIn. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah um, All right. Well, people can oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no. The uh, and what I always do on my website is I always I'll always put your your contacts. So if they go to my website, okay, they can hit the links and go directly to your Instagram page or directly to your website. Um, that, Perfect. Yeah. Always try and link it in and, and make it as simple as possible for people to follow my guest. Makes it easy. There you go. That'd yeah. be great. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I totally appreciate it. I can't wait to talk to you in about five years. Because I, <laughs> Why is that? Because, because I, right now I think you're at the beginning of, of your precipice of the mindset coaching, the podcast, and, and really switching over from modeling and influencing into into a different career. And I think, you know, with your daughter being at the age when, when she becomes 10, 11, 12, and you can travel a little bit more, you can do a little bit more. And and who knows if you, if you get into a relationship at the time, I think that'll, that'll change everything. I think it's going to be awesome to see you go through some really cool changes over the next couple of years. 
thank you so much. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it takes me to. And I'm really excited about this, these new endeavors. So thank you. Maybe we'll do a follow-up after uh, something momentous happens in your life. Yes, I love it. And then maybe you can be on my podcast one day. Uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, and if people want to listen to my podcast, it's the Taya Rose podcast. Yeah, now definitely definitely put links out for the uh, Taya Rose podcast. So I appreciate it. And like I said, I, I hopefully we can stay in touch. And I will talk to you soon, I hope. Yeah, of course. I will be talking to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Taya. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Not yet. Let me, let me process everything. 